the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I started to shop online today for Cyber Monday. My hands got all sweaty. The, uh, the mouse that I was using slipped out of my hand. I was so anxious about buying, so I just gave up. Kath, welcome to the show. Good. Excellent way to approach that, John, just yes. to uh, avoid... To give up. Your compulsion altogether. Yeah. Have you, uh, on this Cyber Monday, I did some this morning. Out? I did. Did you, though? I did. I, well, I ventured out. That means I... Um, turned your computer on. I turned my computer on. Or looked at your I smartphone. believe I was in my pajamas at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did order two things. You did? Mm-hmm. I did. Electronics. Electronics. I like Cyber Monday. I want to like Cyber Monday. Here's why I, I like it. I wanted to buy something. Here's why I like it. Yeah. Because Black Friday, to me, is too close to the restful... Thanksgiving. Mm. Plus, you know, I, I cooked on Thanksgiving, so I wasn't like ready to go out and jump, you know, and do Into something new. No. I wanted to kind of hang. Sure. I don't want to shop the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I want to sit on the couch. I think that's a horrible idea. Yeah. I really do. I agree. Now, Monday, all right, I've had some time, mm-hmm. had a little bit of, you know, turkey, had a little bit of rest, had a little bit of turkey, had a little bit of rest. Now I can get back at it. I feel like Cyber Monday, I'm good to go. So the things that you bought on Cyber Monday, were they specific to the electronic realm? This is kind of personal. I mean, you know. I mean, they're gifts. I I bought from a place that does not have a standalone store. It does not have a brick-and-mortar store. It's only a website. Like an Etsy. It's something like that. Yeah. Why is that secret? Well, I don't want to talk about it in case my kids are listening because (laughs) I bought them something there. Well, turn off off the radio there, kids. Okay. I I don't want to do it. Or someone that they know is going to listen and they're going to say, oh, I heard your mom. Right, right, right. right, And they're going to be like, I don't even want that. But they do want it. (laughs) It's too late now. (laughs) They do want it. It's coming in the mail. I don't know why I'm telling myself they don't want it because they want it. No, they might not. Anyway, I think they will want it. Maybe not. Okay. Anyway, so they don't. How about that Christmas morning when you sense the disappointment? Yeah, that's oh, rough. that that's is rough. the You're like wow, thanks, mom. <laughs> that's like a lot of parental really self-loathing. Terrible. Listen, that uh-huh. fear of oh. that moment is what oh. took you out on that Christmas Eve. Remember when you were at Walmart <laughs> like 11 p.m. Yep. on Christmas Eve oh. trying to get stuff? My I kids were that. like toddlers, and I, I was like, that. I am not done yet. I I'm a poor yeah. parent. I that. need to go out and get something. Yeah, that's horrible. true. Just horrible. You really did that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, sorry. Now I'm just gonna go to bed. Uh, you guys yeah, forget are on, you know, it. You'll be fine. Here's some You'll money. No, listen, the place I went to today is one of those unbelievably particular websites where they only, like, they couldn't have a store because there aren't enough people who would want to buy that thing. <laughs> right, right. It's so obscure. I get that. Sure, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, so that's yeah. all they sell. Yeah. It's like the pop ups that when you're on Instagram, you're like, oh, mm. what's that? How are they doing that? Well, maybe I'll buy that. Yeah. Have you ever bought anything on Instagram? Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah. I, yeah, uh-huh. I have. I get What'd suckered into that. Do you remember? Um. Yeah. I, I, Is it for me? Is it no, my present? No, no, it's not. Do you buy my present? Just on recently, I bought one of those little ice things. An ice scraper? Yeah. 
Why'd you buy an ice scraper on Instagram? Uh, it just looked good to me. Okay. <laughs> just, what are you asking me? Like, exactly. Because when I'm, you hear what I bought, exactly. you're going to, okay. I bought Please. this thing. This isn't what we're supposed to be talking about. Listen, I bought this like salad. It's like a plastic salad bowl. Mm-hmm. It, try to picture it's like as big as your hands. Mm-hmm. And you, you in, in the bowl part, you put like a cucumber, a carrot, sure. lettuce, your oh, whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you flip it over and it. then you chop. There are these little places for your knife and you just, you just, Put your knife in those places, yeah. chop it all, turn it over, and then you've got like a chopped thing of salad. Sa- does, does it work? I just got it yesterday. Did it work? I opened. I haven't used it yet. My, I opened it up. My husband was like, "I guarantee you that will not work." <laughs> I said, "Why are you so negative?" No, no. I just opened it. It's it, not even washed. It's a great idea. Good salad heavens. in a bowl, like instant, ready to go. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I feel good about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. That was a segment. really fun game yesterday. Were you anxious? Of course you were. It was ten nothing. Of course I was anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought to 10 myself, nothing. I thought, "Oh, here this, we go." I, you know what I thought? Mm. I thought that Cleveland coach, who I cannot stand, Otis, is going to end up happy at the end of this game, and I didn't want it. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of. Uh, although you, this probably will go over your head. You know, um, on the old Andy Griffith TV show, which I never saw. Right, it's a shame. There was a town drunk. His name was Otis, and Otis would come in. And he would get drunk and then go put himself in jail. He kind of looks like they could be related. Really? Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. All I know is he wore a terrible shirt to go yeah. see the Mr. Rogers movie, and he made me <laughs> really angry. It was a really good game, because initially, what, you think, oh, uh, Duck is not going to sort of click into gear here. Yeah, he that wasn't clicking into first quarter, no. first, not first, to the... Really, the second quarter, until about five minutes in. Boom. Five and minutes left I, in the first went, half. Oh, okay, I see it. I feel good about it. We left there tied at 10. I know. And we're thinking... Second half. And the second half was great. Wasn't it fun? I really, really enjoyed it. Hero of the game. Duck. You think Duck was a hero? Has to be. Okay. James Washington has to be my hero. Or BJ Finney, who filled in for Marquise Pouncey and did just a terrific job. Got an undrafted guy walking on the team who leads that team down. Seriously. Did you see all the people in the Duck costumes? Mm -hmm. I like that. It was wonderful. So, really, really. So, let's hope he continues. He's another. He had a he had that terrific sack right. that stopped that the uh, Cleveland drive. Okay, so the idea of like there were five you know, sacks yesterday. Didn't yes, you? there were. So the idea of the, the Steelers going to the playoffs, kind of like I'm wearing this really loose, aren't you? You have to wear it loosely. Yeah. I heard that the odds are like forty percent. Oh come on, I, seriously? I, I feel good about it. Me too. I mean, anything beyond this because the, the season has been such a debacle. It feels as though any step forward is like a positive thing. Two weeks ago, when we played Cleveland the first oh, time, that was so there's. Horrible. That was so awful, Mm -hmm. so terrible, so unbelievable. It was horrendous. Because our quarterback looked really lost. Oh, my God. I don't know how many – I wonder how many times he was sacked in that Mm, game. To me, conservatively, I would say like 19. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was that bad. Super. Anyway, yesterday was super. A lot of fun. fun. So so, uh, next week, who's on the agenda? Uh, Arizona. And is that that's because I saw that they changed the game the following week to an, like an eight thirty Sunday night, which yeah, I do not like at all. They put us in a Sunday night eight thirty. Yeah, right. Sorry, I had something in the back of my throat, okay. and then it made me start to yawn, okay. and then I started to cough. It was like all these like I saw you there. respiratory problems <laughs> kicked in at one time. I don't know what happened. All right, coming up next, we're going to go to the nation's capital. We're going to talk to our friend Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. We'll hear about the president's surprise Thanksgiving trip to Afghanistan. And, of course, impeachment moves to the Judiciary Committee. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be laughs. Here we go. More until night. There are lots of changes...
101.5 WORD. What sin has hindered you in life? You know, the one sin that always trips you up. Can you think of it? Well, join us as our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee, answers this question for himself this week in our continuing study of Hebrews on Through the Bible. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. When you're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, a lot of questions run through your mind. What am I going to do? What are my options? What did I do wrong? We've had those thoughts, too. But some questions can help you move forward. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com for an interactive guide to help you learn the next steps to take after an MBC diagnosis. And how to ask the questions that lead to an open and informed conversation with your doctor. Start finding your voice today at findyourmbcvoice.com. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we want to know, is it better to give or to receive? This holiday season, one local winner won't have to choose. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set to a local winner and providing another set to be donated to a nearby charity. Visit any original mattress factory location by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchases necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. We wish you and your family a holiday season that's filled with cheer and goodwill. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get Cyber Monday savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge with cart. Just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. Don't you love the logistics when all of a sudden like, the president shows up in a foreign country? I mean, how, how is that? Well, whoever decides that they're going to do it. Yeah. If it's the president who decides, if it's his team who decides, or whatever. I mean, once those words are spoken, we're going to Afghanistan on Thanksgiving. I cannot imagine the chaotic set of everyone drops everything they're doing and just figures out the logistics of that happening. And in the leak-filled White House, you think there'd be a lot of terror right, thinking, point. oh no, all of a sudden it's been outed, the president's you know, headed, and he hasn't left the country yet. Anyway, the president was in Afghanistan for the Thanksgiving holiday. Here to talk to us about that and things that are happening in and around Washington, D.C. <laughs> Spit it out. <laughs> is Greg Cluxton. Hey, Greg, how you doing, buddy? Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Great to be here. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a nice holiday, Greg. I did. Thank you very much. Terrific. Uh, let's talk about what goes into getting the president to a place like Afghanistan on a day like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it uh, is a very tightly held bit of information, as you might imagine. I heard you talking about that just a couple of moments ago. And uh, there's, I mean, you use, you hear the phrase cloak and dagger, and that actually is what, what's involved, because you've got the president of the United States flying into a war zone, and he's doing so unannounced, and there have to be a number of security measures that are taking place at a variety of different levels. And I can tell you from the report, a reporter's standpoint, uh, these kinds of trips have happened in the past during the Obama and the Bush administrations into Iraq and Afghanistan, and they take on a, a similar nature. I don't know how much you've read or heard about it, but, for example, uh, there was a group of traveling journalists who were notified by the White House uh, the day before, and uh, they met um, in a parking garage 
um, at one o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, on, on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and they were uh, they were taken to Andrews Air Force Base several hours before President Trump even left Florida, where he was, of course. And uh, they had to turn over their telephones and any electronic devices that could transmit signals. And they waited for hours. The president and and they also were told that it was going to be a trip, but they didn't know where. Hmm. And so the president flies from Miami secretly or uh, West Palm Beach secretly to Andrews, gets on Air Force One, and then they fly 12 and a half hours to Afghanistan. And it was shortly before they touched down that reporters were even told where they were landing. And they couldn't report on the event until they were just about to leave the country for the safety of the president and those traveling. Holy smokes. Twelve and a half hour flight. Then they land. How long was the president uh, on the ground in Afghanistan, Greg? Do you know? Yeah, about three or three and a half hours. So that's a long time. And then you think about these reporters, of course, they've got to be quiet. They can't tell their wives or their children anything, can they? I don't think so. I, I don't know the specific, um, for, for the international trips like this, they typically can in, can notify their their, bo- their news boss, their editor or supervisor, uh, and that's typically the only person they're allowed to tell. I see. Um, maybe a spouse, but probably not. You're right, John. I see. So, But when the president would walk in to the room where all the men and women, the service people were uh, uh, gathered in Afghanistan, I, I can imagine what a, a ball of excitement that must have been. Oh, yeah. This is this is true. Anytime a commander in chief will will visit the troops, especially in a war zone and especially around the holidays, because it just makes it that much more meaningful. But for the president to to make that effort. And of course, just a few days prior, you had Vice President Pence uh, making a similar surprise visit to Iraq, and he met with the troops there as well. So uh, you had both the president and vice president traveling around the holidays. And that means a lot to those who are serving overseas. For sure. Um, Talk about the feeling of those who were on the trip with the president. Were there statements made? I mean, did they feel like there was a lot of good interaction? Did they feel like this is the kind of thing that that we should do on a regular basis? Is it is or is it the surprise factor that really makes it work? Well, certainly the surprise factor uh, is a big is a big part of it. But the president, you know, and, and then of course because it, it was Thanksgiving, the president helped, uh, you know, in, in the serving line of the meals, and uh, was helping pass out, you know, big portions of turkey and mashed potatoes and things to a lot of the troops. And so he, he had interaction with them uh, in the in the food line, and then as he was, um, you know, just making his rounds there, and then also made public remarks in a speech type setting. Uh, and it was interesting, too, because he talked about the Taliban, because if you remember back a few months, he had um, secretly had this idea of having the Taliban peace talks be held at Camp David, which he which he since canceled. But he said that there are renewed efforts to uh, to talk with the Taliban again, because he wants to see peace there so that most of those U.S. troops can come back home in a, in a good amount of time. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. So, Greg, um, as the president is there, I mean, it was really cool. I'm sure you saw the video of people gathering together, photos taken with the president lining up. Uh, It had to be really super exciting. What's it like for those reporters who were there as they describe the trip to you? Yeah, once once they were on the ground, it was very similar to covering the president. Um, anytime he travels, and uh, those of us who have traveled domestically with the president, uh, once we're on the ground, we obviously are. We, we have to stay and need to stay within the security bubble that surrounds the president. In fact, each time there's a traveling press corps like this with the president, there is a Secret Service officer who is assigned to track with the pool, and, there, and that pool of reporters 
is 13 people in total. And so we've got staff people as well as Secret Service people watching over us. And so basically it was a very similar logistics once you're on the ground you're you're moving out out of a you know from the plane to uh to a van and then you're going to an event to a venue on on the air base and you're plugging in your equipment and you're getting your cameras and your lights ready for all of the technical crews and you're just probably furiously taking as many notes and uh, taking in as much color as you can because you know it's going to be a very short visit and you want to provide as much detail as you can to everybody else which is what the purpose of that smaller group of pool reporters is to be the eyes and the ears for the rest of us i see so it's hyper focused absolutely absolutely we're speaking to greg clugston srn news white house correspondent all right greg let's move our attention i'm sorry to say uh, back to the impeachment crisis in the nation's capital uh campaign manager kelly and conway said there's going to be a great contrast this week because you're going to see the impeachment talks continue on capitol hill and you're going to see the president at the nato summit in london Right. He left this morning from the White House. In fact, he's uh, supposed to land in London within this hour. So he'll be on the ground here very shortly and uh, meetings the next couple of days. And that is that is an image the White House wants to uh, to have beamed all across this country, especially uh, showing the president interacting with world leaders and doing his job as the president of the United States while the effort of impeachment continues on Capitol Hill. And they think that's going to be a, sort of a split screen that will work to the, to the advantage of the president. And uh, there's been, there have been several conversations and even art news articles in the past couple of weeks saying that that was a lot of what happened with Bill Clinton back in 1998. Uh, as the impeachment proceedings moved forward, the president simply did all that he could in terms of carrying out the duties of his office and uh, tried to keep working for the American people and had the economy going at a good clip, which this president does for the most part as well. So the White House hopes that's all good news uh, in the end. I see. So as this moves forward, what can we expect? The Judiciary Committee is going to have some hearings. At what point? We've heard the conversation that the president is not going to engage, his staff's not going to show up. It's sooner or later there's going to be an exclamation point to this. Yeah, there is. So a couple of things are happening this week, John. You've got the House Intelligence Committee that was that's run by Adam Schiff. Of course, they held the hearings the past couple of three weeks, and they are finalizing their report as a House Intelligence Panel. And they will be submitting their report here uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday, likely tomorrow, to the House Judiciary Committee. And then the House Judiciary Committee is going to essentially um, consider the matter of impeachment. And the first hearing is scheduled for Wednesday, and there are going to be some legal scholars um, discussing the merits on a constitutional basis of, of impeachment. And there are going to be um, lawyers there and representation from the Democrats, but nobody from the White House, because the White House announced last night through the White House counsel that uh, the president and his uh, legal team will not be participating because they, they don't really believe in the process. They, they, of course, continue to call it a hoax and a very partisan inquiry. And uh, so they're not participating so far. But you're right, John, in saying that as this moves down the road, um, there could be future hearings where there is White House representation, but at least not at the very beginning. Okay, so walk us through then what we can expect. If we're out of the um, Intelligence Committee, we're to the House Judiciary Committee, how long do you think that'll take? And does the entire House vote at that point after the Judiciary Committee makes their recommendation? Right. So once the, if, the, if the House Judiciary Committee decides, and that's the committee 
Kathy, that obviously it would write up, it would draw up the articles of impeachment. So it, if it comes and it wouldn't happen this week and it would possibly happen by the end of next week at the earliest where the Judiciary Committee would draw up actual articles of impeachment um, and then after it's out of that committee, then it would go to the full House floor for a full vote. Um, so we're, we're at least a couple of weeks, if not three weeks away from that happening, if in fact it happens that quickly or if it happens at all. All right. We're talking to Greg Cluxton, SRN News, White House correspondent. Greg, let's talk about the new government shutdown countdown. This is going to be a regular well, recurring segment on the ride home. We're going to come yes, up with a theme is. song. And it's a recurring segment at, at this time of year, too, because the, the, the fiscal year for the U.S. government runs from October 1st through the end of the following September. So we're already, you know, two, three months uh, behind schedule for, for the deadline. So these temporary spending bills get passed um, until they decide to finally fund the government for the, for the remainder of the year. And so we're working under, the government is working under one of these temporary spending bills right now, which the president signed uh, within the last week or week and a half. And it, it expires on December 20th. So we're 18 days away from the next government shutdown. And it's worth noting, uh, not for panic reasons or, or, or anything like that, but, but realizing there aren't very many working days left for members of Congress who are just back from their Thanksgiving break. And so uh, between now and just before Christmas, they have a lot to do. They've, of course, got all of the impeachment proceedings that are taking place. And there are other measures that the White House, for example, would like to see, the, the trade bill with Canada and Mexico. That hasn't got, been taken up for a vote yet. And uh, so it's going to be a time crunch like we often see right before the end of the year. I see. So then as a time crunch is upon us, Greg, this December 2nd, uh, you have uh, sort of um, made yourself – uh, the poet laureate of the White House press room. I, I don't know if he's made himself. I, I do believe he's proven himself, and his comrades have come around him and named him thus. Perhaps that's true. But, you know, his, his uh, poetry skills, uh, highly, highly uh, refined. Touted. Yes. Yeah, refined and touted on Capitol Hill. So you have your own countdown because your annual Capitol Hill Christmas poem is what? Due on what day? It's, it's next week. Next, next week? week. Uh, I know it's 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 going to come early, and it's going to be probably in the middle of a lot of impeachment-related uh, happenings. Is my guess. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I want to see, I, what, I you can, I I see what you can. I want to see what you can rhyme with Nadler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I don't pick the date because uh, we 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 time the presentation of the poem with a party, a Christmas party in the right. basement workspace uh, of the press corps in the White House. And uh, the the social folks that uh, decide that on behalf of the reporters, and it's all it's all done by reporters. Um, they informed me a couple of weeks ago. December nine is the day. It's December actually a week nine. from today. Oh, which is a, which fabulous. is a little earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to get a jump start. I, I don't usually start writing the poem until Thanksgiving weekend, but I had to start about a week ago. Mm. Great. Okay, so then hot off the presses, so to speak, you'll attend the party at lunch, and then a week from today. You will perform the the poem here live on the air. I will. I'd be glad to. I don't know. Fabulous. Do you perform a poem? I think it's yeah. reciting it, right? I, I, <laughs> no, no. I think there's enough emotion in here that it is a performance in some okay, way. Okay. Well, I want him to do both: recite right? and yeah, perform yeah. for sure. Excellent, Greg. Well, there's certainly enough material. Let me tell you. Well, I'm sure there are, Greg. We look forward to it. Very much so. Thank you, guys. I look forward to it too. Our pleasure, Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, the poet laureate of the White House press room. 
also deeply inside what's uh, the machinations of the nation's capital. Stay with us. Back in a few minutes, uh, Sober Curious, the rise of the non-alcoholic bars. What's that all about? Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Happy holidays from your friends at Cash Call Mortgage. While other companies are trying to get you to spend money this time of year, at Cash Call Mortgage, we encourage our customers to save money by refinancing and lowering their monthly mortgage interest rate. Imagine that, saving money during the holidays instead of spending it. At Cash Call Mortgage, we like that idea and offer low interest rates to back it up. So if you have an interest rate higher than 2.99%, give us a call to see if we can lower your monthly mortgage payment and save you money. And because we're a direct lender, we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. The holidays are coming fast, so get the extra cash you need now with a mortgage refi from Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, call Cash Call Mortgage at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the BBC and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org match. Every day across Western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word FM to 91999. It's that time of year again. Headlight savings time. When the night gets darker and you need a fresh pair of headlights that are up to the task. Can't remember the last time you replaced your headlight bulbs? Well, now is the time. Visit headlightsavingstime.com to find your perfect bulb. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives and restore sight and health for many more. Sign up right now online as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Go to organdonor.gov. It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Breezy this evening with a couple of snow showers. Otherwise cloudy, brisk and chilly tonight, low 30. Tomorrow mostly cloudy, high 37. Tomorrow night a few flurries early, otherwise mostly cloudy, low 31. Cloudy on Wednesday with a couple of flurries, high 40. Thursday, times of clouds and sun will have a high of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Make every day count with your marriage. Here's a tip from Focus on the Family's Head of Marriage and Family Formation, Dr. Greg Smalley. You know, when I'm upset, frustrated, angry... 
One of the worst things that I can do is to try to have a conversation with my wife. That type of communication never ends well. One of the best things that I can do to love my wife is to notice when I'm upset to the point that I can't have a good, productive, Christ-centered conversation. Instead, I need a break. I'm going to take a time out. I'm going to hit the pause button and spend some time with the Lord to get my heart back open so that I can come back and have the kind of conversation that our marriage deserves, a conversation that's uplifting to her and to me. That's just one idea to help you make every day count. Get more ideas online at facebook.com slash make every day count from Focus on the Family. When you think of West Hollywood, yep. I don't know how much time you spent in California, but I haven't been, I haven't spent a lot of time in the LA section. So my view of what that's like is filtered through media yeah right but when i picture west hollywood i picture the uber rich Mm -hmm. you know pretty much of a party atmosphere yeah i mean the the rich and famous meeting more rich and famous and especially the people who want to be rich and famous (laughs) trying to meet the rich and famous see when i've been there it always is just kind of cheesy touristy trap there we go all right but alcohol certainly fueling all of the interaction yeah especially after dark there's no doubt about that, right? I mean, look at the generations that have gone before us where alcohol has been just about everything. So now there is a, a new phase, mm-hmm. supposedly, and I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, that the media is touting um, sober, curious movements. Yeah. So people who are coming into a place like West Hollywood, like the Sunset Strip, and instead of looking at it, as I mentioned in my head, it was yeah. or continues to be. They're finding something new and different. Sobriety or mocktails or or community gathering without the need for a buzz. And emphasizing health instead. Right. Now, it's also reached as far as the city of Pittsburgh. There's there's a gathering here in the city of Pittsburgh. It's a pop-up bar called Empath. And every month they travel around the city. They have a gathering where they provide non-alcoholic beverages People who gather and come on into the bar, you may be in some measure of... Do they always meet in a bar? uh, They're going to meet at the uh, Bertha Tea Bar on Penn Avenue and Bloomfield next. There's also um, another pop-up bar here in the city. What's it called? Um, Empath and... um, Oh, Hidden Harbor in Squirrel Hill is another local bar that has that curious, sober, for lack of a better word, buzz about it, where, you know, again, if you're in sobriety or you just don't feel like drinking that night, you can go someplace and be in community, sit around and have yourself a drink, but not get blown out of the water. What do you think? I think it's curious. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good. I don't drink myself. Right. And so... So the problem is, for a lot I'm, of people who are in sobriety, especially early on in sobriety, when you're at a bar, if you go to a bar, a lot of people don't go to a bar if they're in sobriety, or you're at a gathering and you don't drink, a lot of people will feel some sort of perceived social stigma, yes. which I don't believe is necessarily there. I think oh, it's on the person going through the sobriety. No, I think it's there. Really? Oh, for sure it's you there. You feel as though you have yeah. to? I don't think I feel as I don't feel... I don't feel like I have to explain myself, but certainly, especially when it has to do with corporate business trips, yeah. issues, 
interactions, you, I always have to explain why I'm not drinking. Really? Always. Yeah, I, of course. See, I don't feel that way at all. Really? No. Okay. I just kind of shrug my shoulders. Some people do okay. it, some people don't, and that's how it is. Okay. I've all, I guess it depends on what kind of circles you're in, what right, kind right, of business right. you're in. But that's Now, I've never had to explain why I don't drink in some way that I feel badly about it. I've never felt like I have to make some kind of big... I just have to say, no, you know, I, I don't drink. And yeah. people always will say, why is that? <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. I, mean, I, don't, I don't mind talking about that. Right. But what about this pairing, non-alcohol with health? Let me tell you about this place. It's called Remedy Place. It's the first social wellness club, which just opened in L.A. in West Hollywood in November. Okay. Um, it is a gathering place for those seeking to achieve a state of balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. it's the vision of founder Dr. Jonathan Leary. He's a concierge wellness doctor hmm. with a doctorate in chiropractic medicine. Of course, <laughs> of course. Okay, sure. okay. so I went to their website today to yeah. see what it was about. Mm-hmm. These are the things that he's advocating that all of the members and the people who visit Remedy Place engage in: oxygen, movement, nutrients, cold, heat, compression. Mind. Mm-hmm. So wait, you're going to get oxygen? Well, <laughs> treatment experiences apparently range from infrared sauna to ice baths to cryotherapy and hyperbaric chamber oxygen therapy. Wait, wasn't that cryotherapy the thing that AB did? Yeah, I think. And right? then he ended up with uh, frostbite. <laughs> right. And then he had to renege on his contract after <laughs> exactly. he said bad things about the coach. Yeah. But the other thing is no alcohol. Mm-hmm. So you go there, you hang out with people who are like-minded, yeah. who are committed to their health, who, mm-hmm. who are enjoying oxygen yeah. and have a mind <laughs> and have either experienced cold or heat in Fine. the last couple hours. And you sit there, you're, you're relaxing, you're not push, putting your health at risk. Yeah. You're not introducing this foreign substance alcohol into your system. Mm-hmm. So it's not just – so it's not sobriety – as much as it health. is health. Mm-hmm. It's not emphasizing the negative, what I'm not doing. It's emphasizing the positive, sure. what I am doing. What do you think of that? That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm, I don't think it's going to work on Liberty Avenue and Bloomfield. No, no. But, you know, most people, when they go out, they're going to go out and have a glass of wine or a beer or two. And, you know, I'll put this in air quotes, relax. Right. Whatever that looks mm-hmm. for you. And relax. Sometimes it looks really bad. <laughs> which explains why you and I don't drink. More often than not, right? Yeah. I mean... So if you want to couple health along with that, I mean, so when you say I, I thought oxygen, are people like sitting there with an oxygen tank? Well, of like, course, it's it's suitably vague mm-hmm. so that you're drawn in. The website could not be less specific if it tried. Right. So I would imagine there are like vendors who are saying, well, you're not going to spend 15 bucks in a cocktail. So you are going to spend $30 on this. Some, some pure oxygen right. that somehow will make you feel better or right. some crypto thing, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So it's a marketing tool. Uh-huh. It is a marketing tool. But you yeah. know, people want to feel good about themselves and they want to feel, especially again, especially in the early days of sobriety when people are like, holy smokes. I mean, right. my whole life, this is what I did all the time. Now what do I replace that with? Right. And so they're emphasizing the social. Yeah. They're emphasizing the health benefit, mm-hmm. and you're not being tempted by all of the other stuff that you would be if you were in a bar. And there's a community. 
which I think is really key. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people who are like-minded that you don't feel weird or you're apologizing or you miss the old days. And so you make that into a narrative, which is really less than what it was. Okay. But here's the thing about what's this place, Remedy Place, Mm -hmm. is that if you're going to pay $15 for a drink, here you're going to probably pay $1,500 for something else. (laughs) I have a feeling that this is not catering to the low end of people who are living in West Hollywood. No, it is not. All right. Okay. But, you know. All right. Social sobriety, I like it. Yeah. Sobriety becomes cool? Yeah, sure. Why not? Beats the alternative. Spin it round, spin it round, spin it round. Looking for myself. Chingler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christchurch at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you think your child is able to make wise choices? You might as well face it, folks. Children can choose to go the wrong way if they want to, no matter how good you are. Your goal is that you be a godly parent. Here, Adrian Rogers present lessons for dealing with a future for the family this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast. With mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzinski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown made for nearly 30 years. So thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. Here at the Original Mattress Factory, we want to know, is it better to give or to receive? This holiday season, one local winner won't have to choose. In the spirit of the season, we will be giving away a queen-size orthopedic luxury firm mattress set to a local winner and providing another set to be donated to a nearby charity. Visit any Original Mattress Factory location by December 18th to enter and for all official rules. No purchase is necessary to win, but eligibility restrictions do apply. We wish you and your family a holiday season that's filled with cheer and goodwill. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. 
Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage because open enrollment ends December 7th and you know what that means. You've got important decisions to make today. Medicare is confusing. We all know it. And Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial also know you've got questions and they've got answers, the ones that you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, make sure you're getting the best coverage possible. Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and buy how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or should you drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Call 724-884-1496 or find them online. Marley Financial, MarleyFG.com. Well, if you follow the church calendar... You know, of course, that yesterday was the first Sunday of Advent. And I don't know about you, if, if Advent means anything to you, but um, I, I love Advent. It's been uh, sort of um, the centerpiece in many ways of my uh, liturgical life. Uh, a lot of people, though, just don't follow along the, the calendar. They look at Advent as something that's sort of unnamed or unknowable. Here to talk to us about Advent is Tish Harrison Warren. Tish is a priest in the Anglican Church in North America, author of Liturgy of the Ordinary, Sacred Practices in Everyday Life. Tish, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hey, good Tish. Good to be with you guys. Yeah, good to, hear, good to hear from you. Congratulations. A terrific story that was uh, posted in the New York Times about Advent. And I know you well enough to know, and especially your tradition well enough to know, that Advent is a particular thing, must make you feel at odds with the American culture. Yeah, in some ways it does, um, just because this is a time of year when people get busy and, um, as I say in the piece, there's kind of a mandatory cheer and, like, you feel like you have to be celebrating already. And um, and then, you know, inside many liturgical churches, we're not, it, it's not, it's a time it's a season of repentance and of slowing down and of reflection and contemplation. So um, it is, but, you know, we're Christians, so we feel at odds with the culture a lot. Yeah. So it's not unusual. So the headline for the New York Times piece is, Want to get into the Christmas spirit? Face the darkness. How I fell in love with the season of Advent. So uh, we look at, as you're saying, Tish, we look at the Christmas season as all bright lights and tinsel. But the fact of the matter is, Advent is not that bright lights and tinsel. There is a lot of darkness that surrounds the beginnings of the season. Yeah. And the whole whole point, I mean, a lot of the readings, the gospel readings are pretty apocalyptic. So the idea is our king has come, but Advent really is also a lot about remembering that Jesus is coming back. This wasn't as much a part of the New York Times article. It actually was part of the original draft, and they felt like getting into the return of Christ was a lot to explain to readers who weren't familiar with with the basic teachings of Christianity. But we remember... The king is coming, and so the idea is the king is coming, let's get ready, which is why um, the the liturgical color of Advent is purple. Purple is the color of both royalty and repentance. So the idea is remember the king who is coming, and it's, and we, because of that, we like look at our own hearts and, 
and part of that is repenting and readying ourselves for the king. So, um, yeah, it it's not that Christians are, or uh, liturgical practicing Christians are anti-celebration. We have a big old celebration for Christmas that lasts a whole 12 days, and then Epiphany uh, is a feast day after that. So there's two weeks of feasting, um, but before the celebration begins, I, and I say this in the piece, every in the liturgical calendar, every time we have celebration, we have a season of preparation before that. And so this is a time to prepare, to prepare our hearts um, and to remember that Jesus is returning. Tish Harrison Warren is with us. We're talking about her New York Times article, and it's entitled, Want to Get into the Spirit, Christmas Spirit, Face the Darkness. So, Tish, what does it look like in the Anglican tradition? People are listening to this, and they're thinking, what? So, like, no Rudolph, no, like, carols while I'm making <laughs> Christmas cookies? Like, what do you all do up until Christmas Day? Well, we don't have hard and fast rules, so people do practice it differently. So I'm slightly hesitant to say something because I am certainly not speaking on behalf of all Anglicans, and I don't want to bind anyone's conscience. So if you if you want to listen to Rudolph, you know, go for that's it. That's fine. Like <laughs> I'll give you a, <laughs> I'll give you like a priestly dispensation for that. But Good, um, I mean. but uh, uh, um. I can tell you what my family does. This isn't like the right way, but this is some things that we do. Um, we end up, we do put up a tree because um, we have found that if you wait till Christmas Eve to find a tree, there's none there. Um, but we don't decorate it until Christmas Eve. So we have it and, and we put lights up um, sometimes, but we don't put the ornaments on in, until then. We, um, but also, I mean, a lot of people take up practices similar to Lent, where people will fast or will maybe go without meat, or um, people also go, a lot of people will get offline just to have a time to devote that time to silence and reflection um, instead of tweeting or Facebook or whatever. Um, so people will intentionally take up slowing down as a practice. Hmm. Um, some, and then, of course, you know, Advent calendars are very helpful. But one of the, I, I, we do Advent calendars, um, and we have a little liturgy around that with our kids where we read um, from the scriptures and kind of um, talk. It's, it's a great, actually, kids' resource of Advent for Advent that we use um, that kind of prepares them for Christmas coming, um, and then we sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and we light the Advent candle. Um, but then inside the church, we do things as well, like um, it is a season of repentance, so there is, you know, we are focusing on that, we're preaching on the Gospels of the return of Jesus, and um, but we're also, uh, like, you, you're not, the there's not going to be a lot of decoration in the church. And, um, and there's also just um, like the hymns are kind of mournful, you know, come now long expected Jesus, let all mortal flesh be silent. Um, So it is a time hopefully of kind of intentionally um, reflecting on, as I say in the piece on, on the darkness in our own hearts and the darkness in the world. I mean, Jesus came into a dark 
dark world. And right. so, and ironically, maybe I, I wrote, I was in the hospital when I was writing this piece. So I literally wrote this piece from a hospital bed wow. and I said, there's nothing that reminds you that Jesus kind you know, came into a dark world and writing about the incarnation, writing about Christmas from when you have an IV in your arm, <laughs> trying to fight. <laughs> I bet, Chris. So in many ways, I would liken it to Christ is coming. The Christ child is almost here. But to prepare for that, you've got to go through, you know, some muck and mire. I'm in a clean house to make sure that all things are right and in order as Jesus enters into us December 25th. Yeah, I think part of it is preparing our hearts. And part of it is just being really honest about the brokenness in the world. I mm-hmm. think we can rush really quickly into Christmas and everything's cheery and great and bright. Yeah. But that's not true. We all know that the world um, is deeply broken. And that's the hope of the incarnation, that God himself entered into the fullness of, of um human misery. I mean, that he, Jesus felt every sorrow mm-hmm. and went to every place of pain. And so I mean, my very favorite Christmas carol line of all is um, he comes to make his blessings known far as the mm-hmm. curse is found from joy to the world. Um, so he comes to make his blessings known for as the curse is found, but we, we start by remembering how far the curse is found. Yeah. And only then can we celebrate really how good the good news is. And so kind of looking at the bad news, the fallenness of the world and the fallenness of our own hearts, it's not to like glory in that or get stuck in that, but it's to remember uh, how really good the good news is and really to what the point of Advent is, is to resist trivializing the joy of Christmas. Uh, and we do trivialize it if we don't, uh, if we're not really honest about the brokenness that Jesus came into. Yeah, I love that, Tish. I wish we could talk for longer. Our me time's too. up. Let me just say that we're so happy for you with the birth of your baby boy. Thank you. How Thanks. are you guys? I know you've been in and out of the hospital over the last six weeks or so. Yeah, I um, I had uh, severe preeclampsia, which is a uh, uh, pregnancy-related issues. So um, it's been really hard, but we are doing better. Things, oh, think, thankfully, I'm very, very grateful for McGee Hospital and the Wonderful. people that have been there. So, Wonderful. Yeah. And tell us your new baby's name. His name, well, his name is Augustine, mm. but we call him Gus. Excellent. Oh, that's awesome, it's a wonderful name, We're thrilled Tish. for you. That's <laughs> yeah. just terrific. And we're also thrilled, Tish, that the New York Times would contact you yeah. and say, talk about Jesus. Uh, uh, what's really interesting is on your Facebook page, there's been a lot of feedback from people about the piece itself. So it, it, it's good to have Advent front and center as we go into the Christmas season. Yeah, it was very surprising. I didn't know the New York Times would ever ask me to write on Advent, and it was very fun to get to do so. Fabulous. Well, we're grateful that uh, you did so and did so in such a great great way. We're going to post this on our Facebook page. Tish Harrison-Warren, thanks an awful lot, Tish. Her piece in the New York Times, Want to Get Into the Christmas Spirit? Face the Darkness, How I Fell in Love with the Season of Advent. Tish Harrison-Warren, her book, Liturgy of the Ordinary, Sacred Practices in the Everyday Life, the uh, Book of the Year in 2018. 
How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org slash match. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get Cyber Monday savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge. With cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. You ever go out for a walk in the woods and uh, you'll stumble upon a a no trespassing sign posted. Sure, on a, on a tree. Right, big orange, you know, don't come in here, you know, this is posted, so no hunting or whatnot. So, I mean, you see these and they're familiar. The problem with those signs is that, you know, they're, they're signs and they're made out of cardboard or plastic. Eventually they get, what they wear out, weatherized, or they're vandalized, they get taken down. So lawmakers are giving landowners a, a new option. They are adopting something called purple paint laws and these allow landowners to post their property by painting purple stripes on trees or posts along the boundary of their lands. Arkansas. Wait, wait and so instead of a no trespassing sign, right. I'm just going to put a purple thing on my tree? Right. I'm going to make it. Yeah. So if you've got like a tree line, 
I'm going to spray a tree, do quick six purple lines, so, go down a so little bit. So new Mike can't come and hunt on my property? No, right. So uh, My half acre. Mike, no hunting on my half get acre. Get off there, please. Okay. August or Arkansas, 1989, was the first. Eleven states have followed forward. Pennsylvania just joined that list. Really? So if we see a purple tree... We're not supposed to be on that person's property? Yep. Purple paint law is now the rule of the land. Governor Wolf signed the law November 27th. goes into effect in 60 days. He also signed the law, which legalizes hunting on three Sundays across the state. What if you pick the wrong kind of purple? Purple's purple. Like, what about lavender? Or what if that's like a deep purple? Well, I think maybe probably the response would be to post photos of prints. If you go to Benjamin Moore or you go to Sherwin-Williams mm-hmm. or what, your PPG Paint, there are probably 36 purple colors. I would think the state would rectify that by saying, this is the tone, the, this this number of, t- of paint. What if you're colorblind? Always something. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. As he headed out to the NATO summit in London marking its 70th birthday, President Trump announced his lawyers will not be attending the House Judiciary Committee's impeachment inquiry. Because the whole thing is a hoax. Everybody knows it. All you have to do is look at the words of the Ukrainian president that he just issued, and you know it's a hoax. It's an absolute disgrace what they're doing to our country. White House officials denounced what they called the baseless and highly partisan inquiry. In a letter to Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler, the officials also declined the invitation for the president's counsel to appear before his panel on Wednesday. On Wall Street, a down day as the Dow dropped 268 points to close at 27,783. The Nasdaq lower by 97 points. The S&P declined 27. Oil up 79 cents to 55.96 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Christmas at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket-making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift baskets just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, wherever the mission takes us, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines... We take a stand for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, 
The Marines. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville can help protect your vehicle against anything the elements throw at it. Like spray-on bed liners to create a permanent lifetime barrier against impact, moisture, and corrosion. Their TST Rust Remedy covers stuff your manufacturer warranty doesn't, like road salt. And fall detail to safeguard your paint job, your tires, your interior against winter's worst damage. And did I mention Extreme now offers custom graphics? Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. With the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855 565 5519 to join us or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover's stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get Cyber Monday savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge. With cart, just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. Breezy this evening with a couple of snow showers, otherwise cloudy, brisk, and chilly. Tonight, low 30. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high 37. Tomorrow night, a few flurries early, otherwise mostly cloudy, low 31. Cloudy on Wednesday with a couple of flurries, high 40. Thursday, times of clouds and sun will have a high of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, welcome back to the show. Uh, the Advent uh, season is upon us. I think it's the uh, Advent edition. The Advent edition of, of The, the Ride, Ride Home. Home. Pretty much, I think all of our guests, with the exception of one, we're talking about Advent. And, and I have two other Christmas things I want to talk about this hour. <laughs> That's good. Okay, good. Did I tell you? Okay, so... Um, oh. Well, Charlie Brown... This is my all-time favorite Christmas album. Did was, you know that, Mike? Did you pick this out because you know it's my all-time favorite Christmas album? Of course. Thank you. Of Vince course. Giraldi? Yes. Giraldi. Giraldi. Mm-hmm. Is this been on yet? Well, isn't it weird with the advent of digital programming? I don't. It doesn't matter to me when anything's on what, because I just, I'll just find it. a way to watch it. Rudolph's on tonight. I saw the little promo. I was watching football and I was like, oh. I love Rudolph. Me too. I me really too. like the original. Mike, do you like Rudolph? I love it. It's a tradition. Okay, well, we have to watch it. Speaking of traditions, sooner or later, just everything gets ruined. I saw this. (laughs) I saw this article at MoneyWise, moneywise moneywise.com. Introductory Advent edition of the Ride. These Christmas traditions are dying out. (laughs) Great. Okay. (laughs) Americans apparently are saying humbug to things that uh, used to make Christmas seem holly jolly. Uh, Though nine in 10 Americans say they celebrate the Christmas holiday, according to a Pew Research Center survey, Many Christmas traditions we enjoyed as kids are dying out. <laughs> Some of the things that we thought made Christmas so Christmassy now seem like, this is not my words, seem like obligations or burdens. Oh, God! Oh, my god! What? So Rudolph's a burden. 
Well, I've got a list here of some things that are burdensome, apparently. Okay, I can't wait to hear. So these are the things that, according to the Pew Research uh, Center, mm-hmm. people in America find these burdensome. Right. Some people do. All right. Okay. Uh, Tell me. Christmas cards. Chris- I like a Christmas card. Christmas has traditionally been a big holiday for greeting cards. The end of the year marks the perfect time to send cards. But people, here's, the, here's this phrase, people are busier now than ever. We're all sitting at home watching Netflix. Why are we busy? Are we are we really any I busier? I don't, I don't buy it. People are, are busier now than ever, and they have less time to buy and write cards. Given that many of us stay in contact throughout the year via social media, the card seems a little pointless and redundant. No, I, I disagree. I love a Christmas card. Mike, do you send out Christmas cards? Every year. Thank you, John. Always. Every okay. Year. So do you- can, can the three of us, can we just make a pact? That in spite of all these, like, you know, Debbie Downers who right. are in this pew, we're going to send Christmas cards? But I don't get a card from you. You always get a card from me. I don't think so. Yeah. Last year you didn't. <laughs> Wait. You always do. <laughs> last right. year you didn't. Yeah, that's right. That was the only year, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, but seriously, I always, now, I'm glad they're so meaningful for you. <laughs> Wait. I'd like it more so if you give me a Christmas letter. Just to keep me up to date about doing, what you're doing. No, I'm not doing that. Okay, the Christmas. I like, kind of, I like it too. Me too. I like it too. I love when I get them. I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm not though. doing that. No. Okay, you guys. I'm okay. Can I just? I'm, that's that's my Christmas. Here's letter. my Christmas letter. I'm on the air. Okay. Okay. God bless you all. Okay. So apparently, uh, the Christmas cards in in trouble. How about uh, mandatory gifts for the entire family? Mandate. Mm-hmm. What's your entire family? I mean, you have an entire family where you have seven six siblings. I'm not doing that. I only have one sibling. Yeah. And so that's I don't. But look do at you that buy a, do you buy gifts for nieces and no. nephews? No, we have a grab bag. Okay, we have a grab bag. Yeah, I like a grab. I bag. I like a grab bag as well. This is this is, breaks my heart. Sitting on Santa's lap. Oh, the I hated that as a oh, kid. Oh, I love. When that. I was a little kid, I thought that was the worst. No, I love that. Do you have a picture of you with Santa? No. You have no pictures of you with Santa. No. What? No, never. And no, I don't have why? any pictures of my kids with Santa. What? Because I. Maybe I should talk about this oh, another time. Okay, here's, here's I, don't, what, I don't like Santa. I do. Here's what they say. It seems innocent enough, but it isn't. It's also a little weird. After all, you're putting your child in the hands of a complete stranger. Oh, for heaven's sake. It's Santa. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. Or, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, cut me a oh break. It's Santa. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you, Santa. You've ruined Christmas. Thank you. Christmas music, you either love it or you hate it, so okay. says uh, the p- people of Pew. Uh, popular artists keep releasing more Christmas music in their own style. And I am I think I've had enough new Christmas music. I think we should just put the kibosh on new really, Christmas really? releases. Listen to this. Mariah Carey's insanely popular holiday hit, All I Want for Christmas uh, Is You, uh, has netted her... More than $60 million in royalties over the year. And she did the new version with Justin Bieber. Did mm-hmm. you hear that one? Yes, I did, yeah. Uh, it's not it, – he doesn't add a lot. Can I just say that? No, because he's, he's Bieber. Uh, Christmas TV episodes and Hallmark movies. No, I'm not I'm not a Hallmark TV watcher. I've never seen a Hallmark movie. Well, I, I sort of went by it the other day and I thought, I'm paying all this money for cable. I've never watched Hallmark. I think I need to sort of invest in that a little bit. And? I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. I'll get to that. Okay. Right? Um, here, visiting multiple relatives on Christmas. This is something that's, here's what they're saying. Attending multiple Christmas celebrations as a kid meant more gifts and more food. But among grown-ups, staying home and relaxing seems to be the popular choice because hitting all the house parties is expensive, time-consuming, and tiring. Okay, now that's sad. It sure is. That's sad. Bah humbug mm-hmm. exactly. on all those people. I agree. 
so apparently that's that's a okay. Thing. Go see your aunt and uncle and stop complaining. Humbug! Yes, rampant consumerism has the true meaning of Christmas gotten lost? Well, of course. I mean, we could talk about this till the cows yeah, come home, right? Uh, today is nothing more than how to get people to spend money, go into debt, right. and get things that they don't need. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Caroling, originally oh, known. Oh, caroling! I I haven't gone caroling since I was about eleven. I have a really you know good intention every year to go Christmas caroling yeah. with a uh, again air quotes group of friends. Yes. Am I'm, I in that group? Yeah, you are. You? Are, yeah. Okay. I've, I've crafted emails, talked about it to people. It's never happened. No, never nobody once. wants to do that. However, do you feel awkward like when there's a knock or you hear someone outside your and you go, oh, no, people are singing outside my door. I, I, it I, is because nobody does it anymore. All I of do? a sudden. And they think that it's going to be like a group of Mormons and they're going to come in and demand a conversation. Or I have to give them cookies and hot chocolate or something. It is sweet, though, isn't it? I love it, but I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, the um, oh, the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. I've never had. I've had plastic mistletoe for years. It looks so oh, bad, had, but I, I never got it out you of. You never the had thing. real mistletoe in your house. I don't think I ever had really? real mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Apparently, mistletoe is a parasite plant (laughs) that attaches itself to trees and bears white berries during the season. The kissing might have seemed like innocent fun in the past, but it's an awkward custom in the hashtag Me Me Too era. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, forget it. This one one tradition is a little uncomfortable, kissing people underneath the mistletoe that you'd rather avoid, but they take advantage of the tradition to plant a kiss. What what are you reading this from? This is, uh, yeah, from moneywise.com. It's really a downer. Sorry, uh, dancing around the Christmas tree? I've never I've done never that. I've never do dances around the Christmas Here. tree. Elves. Here. Uh, okay, uh, these these traditions are dying out. Being around family. What? What? Family can be tricky, whether it's during the holiday season or at any time. If you see your family only once or twice a year, you may have a harder time standing up for yourself. Standing the, up for yourself. The stress from having to be around toxic family members is tiring, oh. unhealthy, and doesn't make Christmas very enjoyable. Oh. The obligations to get together with family, it's just a bunch of adults complaining about the other adults in the room or what they should be doing or what they did wrong or how they're wasting their life, etc. I finally put a stop to going to see my family. I flat out refused. You shouldn't feel forced to be around toxic people. Wait, is this some like someone's Facebook I post? I no, it's from this article. Whatever. No, money-wise. Sounds like a, holy smokes. Do you have anything that's going to make me happier? No, because the whole article is about, <laughs> about Christmas traditions that are dying out. Fancy dinners or meals, stores being closed on Christmas, finding the perfect gift. Oh, people gift. are going to shop on Christmas. That's yeah. the final straw. Finding That's the perfect it. gift. That's the insult. Here. Finding the perfect gift? Yeah. Being busy with work and family doesn't leave a lot of time for shopping. Oh, gosh. So now we're not going to shop. Not everyone has time to wait in lines or... Tra- what about online? Finding the perfect gift is stressful, and the expectation that you'll receive exactly what you oh, wanted gosh. isn't realistic. But the pressure to exchange presents leave lots of people disappointed or with useless holiday gifts. So say enough is enough. The best thing about the holidays is spending time with people you care about, well, unless they're toxic, exactly. like we just talked about. Right. But don't have much room, uh, reason to see it anymore. The stupid gift-giving thing just introduces a huge amount of stress and potential resentment. It should go away. Man, this is rough. I'd like to take that person, whoever wrote the article in Money Wise, yeah. and engage them with a weekly mm. therapy appointment. Do you ever think about going away for the holidays? Like people like go to like, you know, Aruba for yeah. Christmas? I've never what, done that. that I, be, what, what? I mean that'd be kinda nice. What it'd be nice to wake up like, you know, in a you know, 
tropical paradise on Christmas morning. I would like that. Like I brought that up one year. Not that I was going to do it. Like you know, I'm going to go to Millvale. My, <laughs> my my kids were like, "No, we can't go away. There has to be like cold and snow." I'm like, "It's just a thought, guys. I'm not going to you know max out the credit card to go to you know Aruba." I don't know. After that, I, I I'm going to go home and watch White Christmas and try to like forget that whole segment. Sorry. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that. That's what it is. That's what we're approaching now, right? It's just, it's not millennials. It's its everybody. I guess it's not it is. just Mike. I'm back. Marilyn McIntyre is with us talking about uh, Advent next. Stick around. Hey, don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and so you know what that means. You've got some important decisions to make today. And look, we all know Medicare is confusing, but Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial, they know you have questions, and they've got the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, just be sure you're getting the best coverage possible. Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for another year? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up? next year and buy how much should you switch your part d prescription plan or should you drop it all together don't go it alone let marley financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want a plan that focuses not just on cost but on quality with lower deductibles and co-pays little to none so why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses call 724-884-1496 or visit them online marley financial marleyfg.com 101.5 WORD. This week on Truth For Life, Alistair Begg begins a new series that poses some poignant questions. Get ready to take an honest look at your own heart as we begin a series called Seven Questions God Asks. This week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. The holidays are a time for family. Until you mention politics, and then it's all screaming meltdowns. I'm Dennis Prager. There's no more important issue facing America today. Americans are afraid to speak out even at their own holiday table. But there is a film that is fighting back No Safe Spaces. No Safe Spaces? It really is fantastic. You should go check it out. I am over the moon about No Safe Spaces. Every American needs to see this. See No Safe Spaces only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Go to nosafespaces.com for tickets. As we enter this holiday season, we've stopped to reflect on what we're grateful for. This is Greg Trzynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we're grateful for you, our loyal customers. With your support, more than half of our business comes from repeat customers and referrals. And we have been hometown-made for nearly 30 years. So thank you. We look forward to building new relationships and providing the high quality and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. Over the weekend, I was uh, raking leaves. And as I'm raking, I, I paused, take a little break there. And, and you look up at the, the trees, which are so brutally bare. Certainly, they're at least 
to me, they're much more beautiful when they're verdant, when they're, the mm-hmm. green shines through. But there is something that's stark and so spare about the brownness of the limbs. And, well, Marilyn McIntyre is with us. She herself, as we were talking about her appearance on the show, raised that idea about, about noticing. What is it about noticing this time of year, how some things become more visible in the dark time? Marilyn is professor of medical humanities at UC Berkeley, uh, the award-winning author of many books on language, Make a List, What's in a Phrase, Pausing Where Scripture Gives You Pause. Her latest book is called When Poets Pray. But Marilyn, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us again. Thank you. My pleasure. So Marilyn, um, I was telling John before we went on the air that I, I took some time to think over the weekend, and I realized that this was the first Thanksgiving in three years that I haven't been in the hospital with someone in my family. Oh. And oh my goodness. Yeah, and so the contrast between what Thanksgiving has been in my recent memory and what it was this year is so stark. And mm-hmm. then I think forward to the Christmas season, and I've had the exact same experience at Christmas, where most of the last what, eight or nine years, we've been in hospitals around the Christmas holidays. So you're saying that by virtue of that happening, of of seeing a culture that's embracing happiness and good cheer and joy and gift-giving, seeing someone in a hospital sets up a contrast. Well, it certainly does. And I think this time of year, those painful experiences, loss, dying, um, are just set into very sharp contrast because of all the the real joy, but also the kind of required frivolity and festivity. So it can be very lonely to be walking a dark stretch of your own path mm-hmm. in the midst of all that. So, and it seems like a very important time to take take notice in our communities, our churches, of people who are walking that dark path. And it's an odd feeling, isn't it, to even talk about the darkness, although this is the Advent season. We were talking with uh, Tish Harrison-Warren about darkness as we get underway with the Advent season. But from a secular perspective, darkness is not certainly certainly not a part of the Christmas season, this Advent season, but it is a necessary thing to see the darkness around us. Yeah. Well, some churches have a custom that I've come to like very much called Blue Christmas. Have you heard about that? I haven't. No. Um, I've been in several churches that practice it. They have a special service several days before Christmas Eve for people who have lost someone that year or people who are in a period of grieving, specifically because they want the community to take notice of that and of how um, particularly sorrow can affect you at this time of year. So it's a quiet service. It's really a lovely acknowledgement. That life doesn't stop, and it's good to have the liturgical sense of the year when there's feasting and fasting and reasons for that. But it's sure good to support each other in the tar- the tough times that aren't quite so visible when they're buried under all the joy. Right. Marilyn, I, I've had this dream for years. I don't mean like an actual dream where I was sleeping and had the dream. I mean this is something I've concocted in my mind. I would love to have a Christmas service, a Christmas Eve or a Christmas Day service, where people showed up to the church, and they were probably wearing finery of some kind or another, as you know, people tend to do on Christmas. And from the moment the service is supposed to start, one catastrophe after another happens. Like the lights go out, there's some sort of smoke. I mean, something that makes people recognize that what we have turned Christmas into is so 
different than the original Christmas. Like the, what happened to Mary and Joseph seemed like one disaster after another. It wasn't a time of like, you know, a, a beautiful fire and all the family gathered and beautiful songs in the background. No, you know, I still remember as a child hearing a sermon around Christmas time and for the first time realizing what a manger is, that it's a it's basically where they put the hay for the cow to eat. It's just an eating trough. Because the away in a manger sounds so lovely and it's a sweet carol. But I think it's good for pastors around this time of year to draw to our attention to help us notice the things the details in this Christmas story that remind us that God becoming a child under those circumstances is really becoming one of the refugees. And I, I think when people have talked about this, you know, if you were going to craft the perfect Christmas story, it, it's true what you and Kath are saying. The perfect Christmas story is not the story itself, because that was a complete and total train wreck. So I think for at least for people who are non-believers, to see the authenticity of that moment, you've got to at least lean into the truth of that, because why would you frame something that was such a debacle as something that's the highlight of humanity? Right. Well, it just brings back the shock value of what God did by deciding to become a human in the very lowliest circumstance. And even a word like lowly has become gentled over time. Mm. So I think it's good to notice the language that comes up around Christmas and how we've sort of enshrined it, and it's become quaint. We need mm. to restore some of the kind of edginess and radicality mm-hmm. to right. the Christmas language. Right. So is that, is, I, is that essential for us, Marilyn, if we're going to really engage with the original story do you think it's just i guess i'm wondering if if it's if it would be a good thing to do or you feel like spiritually it's an essential thing to do i think it's an essential thing to do otherwise christmas becomes um what charles dickens made you know Mm. it becomes a nice story where everybody's happy at the end and feasting over the turkey and scrooge is a nice man again (laughs) but Mm. you know it's just not that simple and i think the extraordinary love that God showed by becoming a child of peasants with practically nothing, with no place to stay, that really calls our attention and I think asks us to notice the people among us now who live like that. Right. So right before you joined us, Marilyn, we were uh, talking about a a Pew Research um, uh, survey that talked about, well, we should get rid of a lot of Christmas traditions, you know, uh, Christmas carols and Christmas cards and overspending and um, consumerism and, you know, elf on the shelf and all that stuff, you know, just to get rid of that because, well, they had different reasons to get rid of it. But I wonder what that would be like to be completely and totally spare in the celebration of the day and focus instead on Jesus. I mean, that's not even something, you know, of course it's become so consumerized Mm -hmm. and everything's got a dollar tag on it. I don't think most people could even do something like that. Well, I think that there's a difference between being um, sort of stingy about it and being simple. Real simplicity has a loveliness to it that can be hospitable and generous and open-hearted and fun without having to spend a whole lot of money. I know families that 
deliberately um, limit the amount of money that's spent on gifts right. just so that everybody will get a little more creative and a little less stressed and can enjoy each other. Yeah. I mean, I see those car ads. You see them every year where, you know, somebody gets dragged out in the driveway. Who and does that? A gigantic boat. Have you and known I, a single person who's ever is, had that? No, happen. but I can imagine how stressful that would be. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then it get, gets into gift-giving competition. Well, I think it's a good time, just coming back to noticing, to notice the small efforts that people make, to notice what it takes to take the time to baste the turkey and to notice... Um, who swept up and did the inconspicuous job mm-hmm. before everybody arrived. And just to take notice and say the appreciative thing is to call your own and everyone's attention to how much goes into real celebration. Yeah. Well, we're not going to be able to notice, I think, Marilyn, if we keep all the things that we've always done, because there's only 24 hours in a day, and we can't right. change the laws of physics. So something's going to have to go if we're going right. to if we're going to make enough space to notice things. So what? That's what we're. That's I think what would be an aim, a goal for us this holiday season is to back off some stuff so that we have yeah. some more space. To be a little more intentional about simplifying and have that conversation with the people you love. And just say, let's spend the evening playing a board game together instead of piling a bunch of presents under the tree and unwrapping them and going home. <laughs> or, you know, just also, I, I think one lovely um, way of noticing each other is to, when you gather with people, to invite people to say about someone else in the group, here's something I've noticed about you this year. Just to mm-hmm. lift up what may have gone I like unnoticed. That. I like that I've a lot. Noticed. Here's something I noticed about you this year. Yeah. I've noticed that you really made an effort to keep focused on your homework in the afternoons. Or I've noticed that you haven't complained about picking up your brother, even though you have a license and he doesn't. So now mm-hmm. you have to do all that work. Right. Things like that. Well, that's like really good. That. That's... Marilyn, we love to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's really fun to talk to you, too. Marilyn McIntyre. You can invite Marilyn to be in your Monopoly game. <laughs> a Monopoly Christmas game is I a know, good thing I to know, have, right? I know. You've invested in it fully. Yes. Marilyn, she writes a wonderful uh, books. Make a list. What's in a phrase? Pausing when scripture gives you pause. Her latest book is When Poets Pray, Marilyn McIntyre. Every day across western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word FM to 91999. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. 
Come celebrate Christmas around the world at Eastminster Presbyterian Church's annual light-up night, Saturday, December 7th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the church, 250 North Highland Avenue in Pittsburgh's East End. Featuring in concert stellar award winner KCJ, plus the Children of Bethlehem Art Exhibit, food and fun for kids of all ages. All activities are free. A free will offering will be received. For details, call 412-361-7788 or visit eastminsterchurch.net. Since its founding in 1876, Grove City College has helped students pursue higher education as a path to gainful employment. Ultimately, Grove City College knows that wisdom and knowledge come from the Lord. But as you graduate from Grove City College and find yourself in the workplace, what do you do with the wisdom and knowledge you've pursued? I'll tell you, John, I was surprised to read this number. 96% of graduates from Grove City are employed or in graduate school within six months. Six months of graduation. And those graduates from Grove City College go on to earn salaries that rank in the top 13% for alumni earnings. So the best ambassadors for Grove City College are really the alumni, right? So if you've got a kid and they're in the later stages of high school, or maybe it's even junior high and you're starting to think, what are the next five or six years going to look like? Consider Grove City College, because if you want your child to think about the future and grow in the knowledge of Christ, plus grow in the knowledge and influence in the world, This is the place to be. If you have any questions, really, you should ask a Grover alumni because Grove City's unique mission is to equip students to pursue the unique calling through academic excellence and Christ-centered learning. Do yourself a favor. Go visit Grove City College, you and your child. Look online first at gcc.edu. Breezy this evening with a couple of snow showers, otherwise cloudy, brisk, and chilly tonight, low 30. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, high 37. Tomorrow night, a few flurries early, otherwise mostly cloudy, low 31. Cloudy on Wednesday with a couple of flurries, high 40. Thursday, times of clouds and sun will have a high of 39. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. It's the most beautiful time of the year Lights fill the streets spreading so much cheer I should be playing in the winter snow But I'ma be under the mistletoe I don't want to miss out on the holiday but it can't Nobody wants you to miss out on the holiday, which is why... 76% of companies, the largest share since 2016, plan to throw a corporate holiday party this year. Really? 76%? 76%. That's surprising to me. Now, that's up 11 percentage points from last year hmm. when a number of respondents told Challenger, that's the organization that did the uh, survey, that they canceled holiday parties out of concerns related to the hashtag hmm. MeToo movement. Hmm. And, of course, they said they would not be serving alcohol because that might contribute to some of those same issues. Yes. But this year, only 12 months later, John, it's a whole new landscape. Really? People are having the corporate party, according to CBS News, which is where I read this article, and they're excited about the new normal. Would you like to hear what the new normal is oh, going sure, to be? Oh, sure. Please do, yeah. The new normal, according to Andrew Challenger, who is a vice president at uh, at the Challenger uh, survey firm. I don't know exactly what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys Wait. at the Challenger survey <laughs> no, firm. It's Challenger Gray. Those are good guys. Challenger Gray. Is oh, yeah. Them. That makes better. The new normal, John, is a party where alcohol can be served, where people 
are responsible. Mm. And where there is an awareness among men, women, and company executives that potentially dangerous situations can occur, but everyone is mindful. Because mm. you know why? There's about 30 lawyers in the room. <laughs> if anything mm. goes awry, there's going to be a lawsuit in a hot jiffy. This firm called Challenger Gray says that uh, many companies who had been saddled by harassment allegations in the past have focused on, are you ready for it? Education. Mm. Education has helped to create a more inclusive, harassment-free work environment, restoring confidence that employees can party while still remaining professional. <laughs> yeah, again, it's lawsuits. That's Isn't not education. Isn't that amazing? So I love this. So only a year ago, people were not having Christmas parties yep. because the hashtag MeToo movement had caused there to be so much concern about Good. sexual harassment. Good. Especially adding alcohol to your Christmas party. Yeah. But only a year later, because of education, we are a different people. Education. It has nothing to do with character. It has nothing to do with heart. Mm-mm. It has nothing to do with interior attitude or dare i say it sin no education is going to solve all of our problems and no longer will we be saddled by harassment allegations at the holiday party <laughs> okay, isn't that yeah. good to know it's mike we have thought our so way we have studied our way out mm-hmm. of the problem i'm yeah. proud of us that like, is, i am proud of us as well no it's way just all go, about people. the lawsuits that's really what it's all about <laughs> you know that to be true yeah so how about that so more parties um they're concerned of course that people remember what they've absorbed in their educational classes. Mm-hmm. They're woke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. That's good. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, people should have a little holiday party, right? Um, I don't understand the insistence of having alcohol at a holiday party because that just creates a lot of problems. I think that is a horrible idea. Of course it is. And I don't think it has to do with hashtag Me Too or not. I think no. it's always been a horrible idea. So they've developed some guidelines to help as we step into this new woke era mm-hmm. of being educated and well. The first thing is that each one of us should have our own code of conduct. Okay. Now that's not established. I, I, I perhaps misspoke. It's not established by ourselves. It should be established by the company. I see. Okay. The company code mm-hmm. of conduct. Yeah. If and, you do this, this will happen. Right, exactly. Make sure channels to anonymously report unwelcome incidents are in place before you begin. Okay. Fine. The second thing is remember the power, John, requires responsibility. Okay. So if you are in a position where you have people reporting to you, you're going to have an unnatural place of power in their lives. So why would you put the power of alcohol in front of that to avoid – just don't do it. The last thing, John. Yes. Bring your spouse. Oh, that's good. Companies can encourage employees to bring their spouses to temper – Potential misconduct. Temper. Now, how bad is your personal situation if the only way that you can clean it up is if your spouse comes? Can you imagine if you all had to say, well, we got to invite Eric because Kath is going to be She's off out of control, the man. chain right. without him. No self-control. A couple of martinis, forget about it. Oh, just please, just forget <laughs> about a, that, the alcohol. This is a serious, this is a CBS News story. Oh, it's really? CBS News story, mistletoe warning. Uh-huh. Corporate holiday parties are back, as is the okay. booze. All right, good. Okay. Fabulous. Now, we're having our corporate party on Thursday. It's early. I don't feel like I'm in the holiday spirit yet. You better get there. Uh, it's coming up I've on got you. a couple concerns. The first thing is, do we have like a code of conduct? Uh, we do, because you know we, we pray before okay. we get underway. Right. There's the code of conduct okay. right there. Do we recognize the power dynamic? Um, the power of Jesus. I don't care. Do, that sounds dorky. No. Do you mean that? <laughs> I mean, okay, it's, 
That's the, the power dynamic here. Okay, what about your spouse? Are you bringing her? Uh, no, I'm not. Mike, you bringing Mrs. New Mike? I'm going to bring the Mrs. and I'm going to bring my kid. Are you really? Oh, please I'm don't. Gonna bring oh, my, why not? I'm going to bring my cats. What? No, oh, don't yes. bring your cats or your kids. My kid can play with the cat. That's perfect. Oh, come on, you, you know guys. what? We're, they're not invited. Aww. Mrs. New Mike's not invited. Dr. J's not invited. Neither are my cats. It's a small so conference not, room. So I'm just going to sit them. around and What about alcohol? Nothing. There will not be alcohol. Nope. No nope. eggnog. No eggnog. No spiked eggnog. No. You have a can of Coke and just be happy with that, please. You know what? We haven't had cans of Coke in recent years. Yeah, we used to. We had some two-liter bottles, but if it's a two-liter bottle, I'm not waiting. No. What's the point? You got one hit. Then you got one hit. Go I'm telling you, the person that gets the first drink gets the actual right quota Coca-Cola. of gas to th- forget it after that. The gas. To th- right. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. If you have the flat, and what about your mom who's putting the soda away without the lid on, Mike? Oh, please don't oh, do all that. the time. That's horrible. That's, That's the new worst. Mike's mom. It is the worst. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk to a former atheist. What was Christmas like when you're an atheist? Stick around for that, won't you please? Mary Jo Sharp's next here on The Ride Home. WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of 2020 if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up with an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. The Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. With the holidays right around the corner, you may be preparing your home to host family and friends. Make sure that your guests get an excellent night's sleep by furnishing your guest room with a high-quality, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. You and your guests will be well-rested and ready to focus on what really matters, spending time together. Stop by the original Mattress Factory and give your family and friends the gift of a good night's sleep. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. It's to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. 
connecting you with new customers. This Christmas, put 36 holes in your golf lover stocking for half the price with the Salem Half Price Golf Card. Get Cyber Monday savings now while supplies last. Good for 18 holes at Pheasant Ridge and 18 more at Harmony Ridge with cart just $53. Order now before they're gone at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. So find some stockings and put a hole in one at pittsburgh.discountshoppingclub.com. In a manger, no crib for his bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky. If you're inside the Christian church, you know the whole story. You know the manger, and you get the angels, and the shepherd, and you know Mary, and she was a virgin. You know, I mean, all of these things to us are like, okay, we get the story. But for people who have never been in a church, for people who aren't familiar with the biblical story, for people who don't have any connection to religion or to a faith life whatsoever, that's just as much of a fable as Johnny Appleseed is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when it comes time for Christmas, I wonder what atheists think or people who are unchurched about these, like, customs that must seem weird to them, the ones that we carry out in church. So we're happy to have Mary Jo Sharp back Yeah, Mary Jo Sharp, she's the author of Why I Still Believe, A Former Atheist Reckoning with a Bad Reputation Christians Give a Good God. Hey, Mary Jo, thanks for coming along. Hey, guys, so good to be back on with you. Yeah, we're happy to have you back, Mary Jo. So you spent a lot of your years as an atheist, and so talk about when Christmas came around, did you think what we're all doing is weird? <laughs> That's, uh, that's a good way of putting it. Um, you know, I since I did grow up in church, I wasn't going to Christmas Eve services or, you know, really being exposed to some of the deeper things of Christianity about Jesus's birth. So for me, Christmas was very much the cultural Christmas that um, we would experience okay. in broader America. Yeah. So it was... Uh, for me, Christmas was about decorations and lights and Christmas trees and presents and parties and things like that. So it had that real cultural emphasis. Um, I wouldn't have been able to tell you how, you know, I would say maybe it was Christian based if you could get that out of me. But I wouldn't have been able to make connect the dots real well on what this was all about. And did you know any of the story? Did you know the manger oh. or the baby or the virgin birth or any of that? Uh, sure, yeah, through songs, right? Got through it. singing the songs like Away in a Manger and all. But, you know, as a, I was a atheist growing up, so as a kid, I'm not sitting there dwelling on what does this really mean? Sure. You know, what, I'm just singing the songs because they're great songs. Yeah. So then talk about that transition. In that in your life, whenever you first started to become a believer and that first Christmas, Christmas, I mean, was that like somebody taking, you know, some uh, some covers off your eyes and you're seeing things new for the first time? Yeah, I guess you could say that. That was a very different Christmas. I think it was, um, for the first time for me, Christmas had like a reverence to it. Mm. There was a expectation, a fulfillment of longing that I was seeing for the first time in the Christmas story. Uh, for the first time, I really understood the idea of this, this concept of light coming into darkness, of the world waiting to receive this salvation uh, that's groaning under, you know, the, the pains of suffering and evil in the world, and that Jesus is coming. I, I really, for the first time, understood this whole Prince of Peace that he's coming to restore and bring peace and love and joy back to us. Would it have made a difference before you were a believer, Mary Jo, if someone had told you that, or you had come in contact with that message, or would that not ha would that have fallen flat? 
Gosh, that's an interesting question. I don't know, because that that's retrospective. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I do know that I was not the kind of atheist that would have put up a big fight against you, like, no, that's pagan, and, uh, and here's how I know. I would have been more um, relativist in sort of my understanding of things, like, wow, that's really great for you, and that's a nice story. I don't know what that means for me, because I didn't know what it meant to be lost. I didn't know what salvation was about, so I, I wouldn't have necessarily put two and two together. If somebody had explained it to me, that might have made an impact on me. But that's something I was greatly lacking growing up, is that real understanding of what Christianity was and what it meant. I see. So what was that like for you, Mary Jo? Was there a slow wade into Christianity? Was there um, someone who was a friend or someone influenced who brought you into this? Was it a, a probing, a questioning? Or was it one of those spontaneous things where you go, oh, my gosh, I, I believe? <laughs> yeah, actually, um, so there was slow, and then there was some help along the way. One of the things I talk about, which relates back over to the Christmas season, was the great beauty that I saw in the world. It made an impression on me. I, I wasn't sure what all this beauty was for. And at Christmas time, you know, we take ordinary things, and we adorn them. We make them even more beautiful. And so that that was something that just our desire for beauty in the world, our desire to decorate, our desire to make things uh, pretty at Christmas time as a remembrance of something, that sort of pushed me on to wondering some things about what do we do this for? Why am I here? And then I had a high school band director who was burdened for me. He was a Christian who hadn't shared his faith before, and he he wanted to uh, you know, share his faith with me. And so he did that one uh, one day in my senior year of high school. He gave me a Bible and said, before you go off to, or when you go off to college, you're going to have hard questions. I hope you'll turn to this. Wow. Hmm. And is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, actually, I started to read the Bible and it started to make sense of things like, why do we have this great desire for beauty? Is beauty for nothing? Or is it just for like, you know, if you look at an evolutionary perspective, is it just for sexual reproduction? Or is there something more that it's pushing me on to? And I started to find those kinds of answers in the Bible, is that there's a there's an artist behind all of this. Uh, and so the beauty in the world is something that pushes me on to discovering the source of all this beauty. Hmm. So whenever you became a believer, did you go back to that teacher? Oh, yeah, he and I have uh, kept in touch over the years because I, I actually went into teaching music. Just I wanted to be kind of like he was. He really taught his students a great love of music, so I wanted to do the same. And we've kept in contact over the years because he, he knew that I had uh, gone into teaching music, which I did for the first eight years of my career. I was a band teacher in the public schools. I see. So, Mary Jo, you know, it, it's easy to criticize the church because when we do things bad, we do it really yep. bad, right? So, you know, when you <laughs> when you look at the church, do you offer constructive criticism and think, hey, guys, you know, this could be a lot better. I mean, you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're getting a lot of it right, but, man, there's also a train wreck at this end. That's what I try to do, and I, I try to do it with gentleness and respect. Um, but being that I'm a pastor's wife, it's not always the right place to be coming from. Like, criticism is right. not coming from me. It's kind of odd because it would be like stepping into your any anybody stepping into their husband's job and going after, you know, the leaders there or going after the boss. And uh, so sometimes it really felt like I had no voice in the church because I was a pastor's wife. And so my criticism will be received uh, poorly at times. Uh, I learned that very early on. So uh, most of the time I sort of kept it to myself or I would talk with my husband about uh, issues in the church. 
Hmm. So if you talk to your husband and you said, look, hon, this is how I used to see this. Um, maybe we could, you know, change up this approach or maybe we could say this a little differently. Um, how, I mean, it's hard to convey to insiders what an outsider thinks, no matter how much we try. It's like you can't, we can't get out of our own skin, right? Um, and so does, have you been able to implement things? Has that, I guess what I'm asking is, has that made a difference? I think it has. There have been times when I've been able to teach apologetics in the church, and having come from a former atheist background, I've been able to help Christians see that atheists aren't against us. You know, it's not like us versus them, but that they're fellow humans journeying on this path. And so we need to come alongside them and understand their way of seeing things and how they got to their views. And I've been teaching this in the church as well as at the university. How do we come alongside other people and help understand and, and understand them, so that we can help them see uh, our point of view as well, so that maybe we can lead them to Christ. Right, but then you know you run into the people like um, you know uh, people from uh, Freedom from Religion Foundation, mm-hmm. and you know they, you know they're filing lawsuits uh, that prohibit you know crosses in public spaces, yada yada yada. But it, oftentimes you know, and I won't go the, the route of you know we in America are are, are um, really sort of um, put upon for our faith because, you know, you look at other people around the world and you think, oh, my gosh, our persecution is minimal, if you even want to call it that. But the fact of the matter is, though, there is still, you know, the dweebs among us who do sort of, you know, point their finger at us and do make things, if, if not impossible, at least difficult. Yeah, there there are those. Um, in fact, uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, one of the things we did at Houston Baptist University, where I'm a professor, is we actually invited Dan Barker in to do a debate with one of our philosophy for professors. Oh. So I think that's one of the things that we can do is we can yeah. um, bring these kind of things together, bring these debates together right. where people can see for themselves what the arguments look like set against their refutation. Yeah, I think that's good. How'd right? that look? What that what that look like? What did it look like? Yeah. Um, it was it was great, actually. We had um, 400 people from the Houston Humanist Association showed up wow. in the audience great. to see this at, at our Baptist University, and uh, it went really well. And um, both guys really presented, you know, strongly. And Dan Barker was an experienced uh, debater, so that was very helpful. Excellent. And my students, my students got to interact with him because they helped me with the debate. So uh, they also got to try out some things and talking to him and try some arguments as well, which was it was a very productive event. Well, that's terrific. I mean, that's the kind of dialogue we should all be looking for. Instead of running into our different holes and, you know, putting out tweets and Facebook posts about how horrible the enemy is, if there was a way that we could get together and just talk about that, I really think that it would help us not just not just understand our opponent, but I think it would help us to make our own arguments better. Indeed. Yeah. And that's what I think something like as far as my how I've engaged the church and try to help her see the the view of, you know, the criticism from the outside is that I try to get her active in talking to people who don't hold her views. Right. So that they can learn about what these other views are um, so they can see, you know, stop marginalizing people of different beliefs and start engaging their ideas and seeing, you know, where they have some strong points in the Christian faith that they have to offer yes. uh, in this conversation in the marketplace of ideas. That's excellent. Mary Jo, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate uh, how direct you are. You're always so clear. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks again. Hey, thanks, guys. Love being on the show. Thank you. Mary Jo Sharp, Why I Still Believe, a former atheist reckoning with a bad reputation Christians give a good God. 
Hi, this is Kurt Kenotic from Accurate Solutions Group. Whether you're dreaming of a white Christmas, thinking about Rudolph, or just hanging around the Christmas tree, my team and I want to say thank you to everyone who helped make 2019 such a success. So from our family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And as we turn the calendar to a new year, we would be honored to help you make 2020 the year that you make retirement planning your resolution. Give us a call today, 412-515-0005. We can help you create a retirement blueprint so you can find out if this is the year you can finally retire. 412-515-0005. That's 412-515-0005 or online at asgretire.com. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. Join Ireland's own Keith and Kristen Getty, known for In Christ Alone, for their ninth annual Sing, an Irish Christmas tour. Featured on public television, the BBC and TVN, the Gettys are joined by their incredible band, fusing Celtic, Americana, modern, and classical music for a vibrant celebration of the season. Build lifelong memories at Sing, an Irish Christmas. For tickets and information, visit gettymusic.com slash Christmas. Coming to the Benenham Center in Pittsburgh on December 12th. With colder temperatures on the way, keep your car running with Prestone Antifreeze. Only Prestone's superior formula works immediately, protecting your engine from the elements to keep your engine running better. So take on the winter with Prestone today. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. Hey, Rudolph's on tonight. Yeah. Okay, so what I love about that show is this voice, this Burl Ives, Burl Ives. is that as he has the, the narrator snowman, I like how he moves. Because he doesn't have oh, legs, yeah. of he course. Kinda, he kind of slides. And he goes... Yeah. I just always like that. Is that clay or paper? What are, they, what are the figures made out of? Mm, I don't know. I think Burl Ives, the, the, the snowman is paper. Really? I it, think so. Yeah. It's just an old style of animation. Me too. I love Habit. it. Last night we watched in our house uh, Rudolph's uh, and the Island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. Which is, you know. Is that a knockoff? A C, it's a C plus. Is that best. a Rankin? Because it's a Rankin production, right? Oh, I don't, remember, I don't know what kind of production it is. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's they have, they've done a good job kind of animating the original. Mm-hmm. But 
but it's, I mean, let's be honest. It's not, it's not nearly the original. as good, but no. we watched it, you know, and appreciate it. Right. Okay, but I, I got to look back first before we look ahead. Okay. The last time we were together, we were, you know, talking about turkey things yes. because it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, I have to reiterate, first of all, how grateful we are because the fresh turkeys we all got at the spring house <sighs> were out good. of oh, my hand. Gracious. Just write down for next year that what you're going to do in November Fabulous. is you're going to go to the spring house and get yourself Ooh, a fresh turkey. I do it for Christmas. It is. Oh, me too. I like yeah. it better than a ham. I do too. I like it that much. Yeah. The second thing is, I made the mayonnaise turkey. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? Killed it. Really? Mike? I did the same. Mayonnaise. Listen. It was a hit. It is so, it looks horrible. When you put it in the oven, you think, oh my gosh, what have I done to this beautiful bird? It sounds funky When it comes out, it is so, it's beautiful. Light brown. Mm -hmm. And it is delicious. Mm -hmm. So tender. It is a really, really great thing. I want you to consider a mayonnaise turkey next year. Stuffing in the turkey? No. No, no, no. No, no. We want to live. Right, exactly. All that. Anyway, what a great day. It was terrific. Yeah. Hey, the uh, podcast is up and running, johnandkathyshow.com. Also, uh, we're going to get a new phone line. A new so phone line? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. The John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. <laughs>